Money FM 89.3, the best of prime time. In the spotlight on Money FM 89.3. If you went to the Marina Barrage in the earlier part of this year, you would have noticed a pavilion structure, the PLUS Pavilion. It highlights the urgency of reducing the carbon footprint of the built environment. Now, this is certainly becoming more and more important, and it's an integral part of Singapore's Green Plan 2030. In August, the structure that seeks to show what a sustainable built environment can be moved to the EHL Campus Singapore in Lady Hill, Road, where it will be used for workshops and educational programs that are centered on sustainability. Now, EHL Singapore has been one of the key partners in this project since its inception, and it works to offset 100% of its carbon emissions from its campus construction by 2024 through climate change mitigation and adaptation projects, both in Switzerland and in Singapore. To tell us more, Dr. Luciano Lopez joins us. He's Dean of EHL Campus Singapore. Hi, Dr. Dr. Lopez, thanks for joining us. Hello, thanks for having me. First of all, talk to us about your role in this PLUS Pavilion project. The role of EHL for the PLUS Pavilion was to be a strong partner. It was really our way to commit to what the Swiss Embassy has started to showcase what we can do in terms of sustainability and more precisely what we can do in construction. So our role as, as a school is really to now have the PLUS Pavilion on campus, as you just say, and showcase to our students and whoever wants to come and, and see the pavilion, please feel free and to raise awareness in terms of CO2 emissions and sustainability in general. But this goes beyond just the pavilion, right? Your campus in Switzerland, as well as in Singapore, is built to actually take into account the sustainability concerns. Absolutely. What we have in Lausanne and in Singapore is Pretty different. Why? Because in Lausanne, we have a brand new campus that we just finished constructing and we just basically opened the campus a few months ago. And in Singapore, it's completely different. We have an heritage building that we have been adapting or refurbishing to make it more sustainable. I can give you a few examples of mm. what we did in, in Lausanne, for instance. 80% of eating is powered by 44 geothermal probes buried 400 meters deep. And we also have an innovative wastewater heat recovery system and high-hand insulation to reduce heat loss. In Lausanne, 80% of the electricity is powered, self-produced by photovoltaic solar panels. On the campus roof, if I show you a picture, it spans over an area of three Olympic-sized swimming pools. And the 20% that we cannot produce ourselves is purchased with a certified 100% renewable and local energy. We also have an educational garden and organic orchard for students. As you know, EHL food is very important. And in Singapore, what we can do with the current building that we have is to be uh, carbon neutral. We have carbon neutral floors. And now we have the plus pavilion to really raise awareness on sustainability. The thing is, there are major differences, for instance, in terms of temperature between Switzerland and Singapore. So what were some of the provisions that you needed to make in applying the sustainability principles to each campus? I can only agree with you because when I went back to Switzerland mm. in February with my Singaporean wardrobe, I can tell you I saw <laughs> the difference. One of the main differences that we have is related to climate and environment. Cold weather may demand room eating in Switzerland whereas hot weather can demand cooling means. And another key difference is the type of building, as I said. In Lausanne, we have a brand new building, and in Singapore, we have this heritage, wonderful, amazing heritage building that we have completely restored. But irrespective of the differences, there are similarities. 
our goal is really to achieve the goal number seven of the sustainable development goals. And as I said, we have different approaches because the, the climate, the environment is not the same, but we have the common goal, that's the main message. Luciano, I think that even when we talk about green buildings and smart buildings, we have to take into account that the building and construction companies, their entire value chains, their processes need to be more sustainable too, not just the materials they use and the end products. What are you doing in order to ensure that their entire value chains are up to scratch? Fully agree. Around 40% of total global energy CO2 emissions are coming from the construction industry. So you're right. It has to be in every step of the production process. What I would suggest to do is really to include sustainability from scratch, uh, from the first step to the last step. For instance, for buildings that have sustainable flooring solutions like carbon neutral floors that can reduce the carbon footprint of your space, but also improve the health of the planet. You can have structural designs that can help reduce the heat inside the buildings. You can have nature-based ways to address droughts and flooding, is to plant trees or other vegetation around the buildings. And to more precisely answer your question, what I feel as a researcher, because it's also my research field, is that sometimes companies are overwhelmed on where to start. And this is where some companies out there, for instance, startups that have amazing solutions, have to come into the play. And the institutions like us, EHL, this is where we can be the bridge. We can show the current companies in the hospitality industry, but also in the service industry, in any industry, what is out there to become more sustainable. If you had to put it into a manual that made it easier for these companies and individuals to get started, what would be included in that manual? Just so that they're not so intimidated by the whole process. You really need to have a clear roadmap. It's necessary with an annual budget. Again, what I observe is that we want to be sustainable, but when you ask what is your budget, what are your incentives, what are your KPIs, then it's missing. So you need a clear roadmap with a budget, with incentives, and then you can really have sustainability as part of your business. And something that is super important to me is that you need to measure what you do. I give you an example. If you are running a marathon and you are one kilometer away, but you don't know it, maybe you will stop the marathon. If you are running a marathon and you know that you are only one kilometer away, you will never stop. You will finish it. My advice for the company is that, okay, you start from scratch, but then you measure what you do and you will see the improvements. And when you see the improvements, you really realize the importance of what you do. So... Again, please measure, measure. And this is missing a lot, unfortunately, currently. Mm. I understand that your curriculum is centered on hospitality, isn't it? And that's what you're well known for as a school. How do you incorporate sustainability practices and teachings into the curriculum for the hospitality industry? It's really big there now, ESG concerns as a whole. So EHL, first of all, we have several strategic axes. And one of these strategic axes is CSR. So it's not only to please the industry, it's really our commitment. We are very committed to be sustainable in the future. How do I do that as a dean? It's pretty easy. Whenever we have faculty members meetings that we have a lot during the semester, we discuss this. We discuss this is the, the mission that we have as a school. How do, I, do we achieve that? What should we teach to our students to make them more sustainable, to have that mindset? And then we include that in the different course units that we have in the program. And at the end of the day, how do you measure the change in mindset? Well, first of all, if you change the mindset, you will see students creating a lot of extracurricular activities. 
Now on all our campuses, we have students that have created the CSR, the Sustainability Committee. And I can, I can give you a, a very nice example. We opened the campus in Singapore one year ago, more or less. You know what was the first committee set on our campus? It was sustainability. Mm. Yeah, that truly does speak of making it a priority. Talk to me more about your goal of offsetting carbon emissions from the Lausanne campus construction by 2024. How exactly do you plan to do this? How close are you to the target? So as you mentioned, we have now a brand new campus in Lausanne, a very outstanding and amazing campus. With any big building project, there will be a carbon emission from the fabrication of the building materials to the tools and machinery used to construct the buildings. A key element of our roadmap is an annual budget to ensure that by 2024, we completely offset the emissions that were created in the building of our campus in Lausanne. We plan to do so because that's your question by purchasing carbon certificates from companies, South Pole and Climeworks, that are essentially climate change activism specialists and they help businesses like us to achieve our net zero ambition through investments in sustainability projects. We pick projects that can most efficiently offset CO2 in the regions where we operate, and we have projects to install in Singapore lead lights and forest management and protection projects in Switzerland. Just to give you an example, currently, 58% of the carbon emissions produced during the construction have already been offset. But you know, Luciano, that there is a lot of skepticism about carbon offset projects. How would you address that? I fully understand this uh, skepticism. I would say, please use the actors that we have around us. If you dig into what they do, what they can offer, it's really one way to offset. Are there other ways? Of course there are. But now we have a current environment and this environment is giving us the possibility to do something. So we should do something. If tomorrow there are other solutions, of course, why not? But currently we have an environment. We need to use the environment. Because my, my fear is that whenever you, you don't do it because you believe it could be done in another way, at the end of the day, you haven't done it. So at least I would say use the current setup, use the current environment, what is available, and do what, what you believe is the best for you. Now, one more thing. A lot of the executives and business owners I speak to say that they are struggling to get talent in the area of ESG, sustainability in general as well, because they need people who can be sustainability managers and leaders, but it's so hard to find them because it's still rather a new arena, especially in the Asia-Pacific region. Do you plan to offer courses along these lines and to train manpower for this sector? Absolutely. We look to hone our talents to think of sustainability as being core to the business models they will build in the future. For example, we have given assignments for designing a climate-positive hotel to students to encourage them to think out of the box and come up with uh, the most impactful ideas. If we have prospective students listening to us now or parents of prospective students listening to us now, they can, for instance, join the open house that we have on our campus end of November and they will see with the taster classes that we do embrace sustainability, that we do teach sustainability. And this is key because in the hospitality industry, the industry, the hospitality industry is one of the industries that consumes a lot of energy. Just to give you an idea, electricity is the second largest expense for hotel operators after employment. So and it accounts for 3% of the total operating cost and represents 60% of CO2 emissions. EHL is there and EHL will provide talent to the industry.
Yeah, I mean, these days, every aspect of the business has to have an ESG layer for sure. Thank you very much for joining us today, Dr. Luciano Lopez, Dean of EHL Campus Singapore. Thanks for joining us on Primetime. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.